Hey, my fellow monkeys, what's up? Old Uncle Silverback here with you on the Armed Ape Podcast, the show where we review and talk about everything from guns, gear, and movies to life in general. Nothing is ever out of bounds. As always, everything we talk about has the end goal of making our lives better by cutting through all the marketing BS using logic, reason, and honest discussions. I look forward to hearing from you soon and to your participation in the show. Well, hello, everybody. What is going on? How are my beautiful, beautiful monkeys and my fellow travelers doing? Today on the show, we are going to be doing, or I guess I should say continuing, our review of Mr. In-Between. We are still in Season 2. We're going to be doing Episode 10, entitled Nice Face. I am today, I am in the mobile studio, so we may hear a little bit of differences. Uh, I had to uh, take my mother-in-law to a certain medical appointment, and uh, it gives me some time to wait around. And so I'm I'm hoping, I don't know, I'm hoping to be able to maybe finish up season two today. We have this show, which is the penultimate in season two. And then we have one more episode, episode 11, and I'm going to get those dropped out for you guys as well. So this will be on, uh, I think, is it going to be the 16th of August when you guys hear this one? And then it will be the 18th, which will be Wednesday when we'll hear the, uh, the final episode. And then we'll have nine more shows. So we'll have about three more weeks and then... The uh, And with that, I'll also kind of uh, give you a little bit of how the sausage is made. I'm also planning to do, and I don't know if I'll do two shows uh, or if I'll just do one where I'll do kind of a, a overall retrospective of the series in general. And then I also want to do, and I, like I said, I don't know if I'm going to do it separate. I want to do a thing where we talk a lot about the music and, and uh, some of the choices that were made, especially with some of the songs that were used, uh, you know, in songs. And, and if you look at what the actual lyrics are, you know, do they apply to what's going on in the show or is it just something that kind of helps with, with the mood, things like that. So anyway, let's go ahead and we'll do our contact info. I'd love to hear from you guys, and it doesn't have to be about Mr. In-Between. It can be about other stuff as well. It can even just be a shout-out. I do have the voicemail, which is area code 206-745-2731, 206-745-8APE1. And you are limited to about 90 seconds on that thing, but you can call it multiple times. If you would like to... Send me something to the email address, which could be either a regular email, I'll read it for you, or if you want to record your own audio, I'll play it out for you on the show. 
And the place to send that is thearmedape at gmail.com. And that's all one word, thearmedape at gmail.com. Over on the website, you'll find all my social media stuff, and that is thearmedape.com. And you'll find Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. It seems like the thing that I'm doing kind of the most with is YouTube. There is also a PayPal donation button if you would ever feel so inclined to support the show financially. If not, and you wanted to, that'd be fine. And if you wanted to say, well, what can I do to kind of help you out a little bit? I would say there'd be two things that you could do. And the first would be to maybe, if you like the show and you're uh, continuing to listen and get some entertainment out of it, go ahead and recommend it to some of your friends or somebody who might like, even if they might like Mr. Inbetween or some of the other movie reviews that I've done in the past. Uh, We'll get the numbers kind of going up a little bit again. Or you can go over and subscribe to my YouTube channel. So if you're already visiting the website, just go ahead and click on those buttons, the uh, YouTube button, and it'll take you right over there and you can subscribe. All right, so let's go ahead and let's jump in with episode 10 of season two entitled Nice Face of Mr. Inbetween. So as we remember from last episode, uh, a lot of stuff went down and Ray did some things where he kind of crossed the line. And what we talked about in that episode was, is there going to be some fallout? Is there going to be some blowback for Ray? So the opening scene is we have Ray. He's walking down the street. It's evening time. He goes into the back office. There we see Freddie. Freddie's standing there. He's got kind of a somber expression on his face. Ray says, oh, you're back on the smokes. Freddie's like, yeah. And he's like, did you find the kid to Ray? And Ray's like, yeah, mm-hmm. And he's like, good. And he's like, yeah. And then there's a pause. And Ray is kind of looking down. Freddie is sort of looking down. And so you can tell this is not their normal interaction. And then Freddie says to him, you can't work here no more, mate. Ray kind of takes that in. He doesn't say anything. He doesn't protest, doesn't do anything. He turns around and he walks out. As he approaches the door, he comes to the door frame. He stops and he says, I'm sorry about all that shit with your family. And Freddie's like, yeah, me too. And then Ray walks out. You know, as, as we said before, the other shoe was bound to drop. You know, Ray can't, uh, again, Freddie cannot have somebody who's going to do that to Freddie's family. And, and again, these people aren't, they're not in the criminal world at all. So from Freddie's perspective, and even from Ray's perspective, we see that he, when he did that stuff at Freddie's son-in-law's house, going in there, shooting the shotgun, you know, threatening to kill the grandmother or and that could have been, you know, Nasir's mom or something like that, but threatening to, you know, kill the family and doing what he did. That's something that you don't do. Had that been, maybe had they all been kind of in the criminal world or, or doing something like that, maybe uh, because then maybe stuff could have been fair game. But in this type of situation, it's, it, it's something that Freddie can't have. And again, a lot of this stuff goes back to, and they don't come out ever, they don't, it comes up, well, it goes back to reputation, right? 
and they don't ever really come out and say, I can't have, you know, this person doing this to me. And then I don't, I don't have any type of response because then all my reputation will go down and I'll look weak and other people will try and prey on me. They don't ever say any of that type of stuff. This is stuff that you sort of just have to say, oh, okay, well, this is how it is in that world. The next scene opens with, we see Bruce. He's out in the garage. He's asleep. And remember, Ray has fixed up the garage for Bruce. He wakes up and we see there's a couple of things that are a little bit different. So there is uh, a lot of times in, in hospitals or in home recovery things, you, you have a bar that basically goes over the bed and then it has a little triangle piece that hold that, that is kind of suspended down over that that's attached to that bar and that allows you to reach up and help pull yourself up. So he has, we see that and we also see that he has a walker. What this tells us is that Bruce's disease is progressing and it's not, of course, it's not getting better. And we sort of knew from the start that it is a, it's a, it's a one-way ticket for Bruce. You know, he's not going to get any better. There's not, as, as far as they're concerned, there is no cure for Bruce. He's just going to get worse and worse. When Bruce is taking the sheet off, he, like I said, he wakes up, opens up the sheet. We see those things. We also see that Bruce has, uh, defic I think he's maybe defecated on himself. And, you know, his, his uh, boxers are all messed up. He, make, he gets up, uses his walker, makes his way into uh, the shower. And he's getting the shower turned on, getting ready to clean himself up. Ray, and there, this is where the shower is, is also where, uh, where the laundry room is. And Ray is coming in to do some laundry. He looks and he sees Bruce and he sees that, you know, Bruce has kind of gone to the bathroom on himself. He doesn't turn away or walk away, you know, leave or anything and just sort of leave Bruce alone. He goes over to help him and he says, it's all right, bub, it's all right. You, you see the couple of things, it's real quick on Ray's face, but you do see that, you know, he sees the realization that, or has the realization that this thing is progressing, that Brucey's getting worse. When Bruce go sort of, they've, they've set up like a little sit down thing for, for Bruce in the shower and Bruce kind of sits down, Ray's helping him, you know, kind of making sure the water's okay and everything. And Bruce looks up at him and the, the look on his face is, I've had enough. This is, I'm, this is too much type thing. You can see he's so tired. And he's tired of fighting and he's tired of putting up with it and everything. So uh, then we cut to the next scene. Oh, you know, one real quick thing before. I had thought that in, in season one that Ray lived in kind of a crummy little place. I think it was maybe the way that they shot it. Or I think maybe some of the places that I thought were Ray's where maybe he was actually someplace else. Because the shower that Brucey goes in is one of the showers that we had seen maybe in season one when Ray takes that there's a ladybug and he takes it and puts it over on the towel rack that's that same thing so I think Ray has always been in the same place and I think that he has maybe fixed it up a little bit more I don't know uh, you know and another thing too real quick is you know Ray does have a a reputation in the criminal world. He has a reputation of being able to get stuff done. However, 
I wonder what's going to happen now because if we think about it, the probably the majority of jobs that Ray gets or knows about comes from Freddie. So I don't know if Freddie is, is going to continue to use him or if he won't use him as much. I have a feeling that probably in some ways he will, but maybe he won't use Ray as often. Uh, just as, you know, so I'm, I'm not sure. So I don't know where, uh, again, the majority of Ray's, I guess, contacts with a lot of the people that we've seen so far has all come from Freddie. So anyway, let's go ahead and we'll jump in with the next scene. What we see is Ray is out on uh, his back porch and he's smoking a cigarette. So we see that Ray is back on the smokes again. He is watching the garage where Brucey is. He sees the light go out and you can tell he's thinking, well, you know, it's, it's, uh, again, it's sort of more of the, uh, the realization that Brucey is probably not going to be around too much longer, that things are getting worse and that in some ways we see a lot of the stuff that Ray is dealing with are, are lost. You know, he has certain things and then those things go away. So he had a really good thing with Allie. He kind of lost that. He had a pretty good working relationship with Freddie. He's probably lost that. With Brucey, he, he's, he's seen, okay, well, now I'm going to lose that too. And so I think he's seen that he is becoming, oh, and in some ways he's becoming more alone. Now he still has Gares and he still has probably some of his other friends and things like that. But maybe other than, than, than Gary and Brittany, I think he kind of is, is seeing his world of his close people are kind of, uh, is kind of shrinking. We see Ray is pulling up to his ex-wife's house to get Brittany. Ray comes to the door and normally Brittany is right there kind of waiting on him. And she's not at this point. And uh, his wife kind of, you know, kind of gives him the nod to go back. Ray goes back. Brittany is sitting on her bed. He comes, sits on the bed with her. And, you know, she's kind of a little sullen. Ray says, oh, I'm sorry for scaring you the other day. Because remember, Ray, we talked about in the other episode that she was kind of, uh, not, oh, what? There's a word I'm thinking of. It's other than scared, but she was, well, she was quite scared and uncomfortable, and because she knew something was abnormal. This was not how Ray normally acts. So she was a little, maybe a little traumatized by it. I guess we could say. So anyway, Ray sits with her on the bed, and he says, oh, "I'm sorry for scaring you the other day. I didn't mean to." And he's being very calm and gentle, and he's not really making any excuses for it. And he asks her, "Well, do you still want to come over?" Because it's uh, it's you know Ray's time to have her, and she just nods her head, and he's like, "Are you sure?" And she kind of nods her head again. And he's like, hundred percent sure." And then she looks at him and smiles, and you know because she's again she sees with the with the way that Ray is interacting with her, it's giving her normalcy again. Uh, so Ray picks her up takes her over to his house and she's, you know, talking about, oh, can we have a budgie? A budgie's just a, like a little bird, like a little parakeet or something like that. 
And he's like, well, you know, well, what do you want that for? Oh, they're cute and blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, you want something to eat? And she's like, no. She, when she gets in, she makes just a beeline for the back door and goes out to see Bruce. And Bruce sees her and he's like, hey, what's going on? And he's super happy to see her. And he's like, hey, do you, you know, you still going to, you've written any more jokes? And she's like, well, I don't want to be a, a stand-up comedian anymore. I want to be an actress. And she tells him about, you know, they're doing Romeo and Juliet. And I'm going to audition for Juliet. And he's like, oh, that's great. And then we see uh, Bill kind of comes up behind her. And Bruce says, well, hey, do you know who this is? And she's like, no. And he's like, well, this is your grandpa. Bruce then asks Brittany, hey, do you want a rematch? They're like, yeah, they're going to play Jenga. So they've got the little Jenga thing set up. Ray kind of comes around the corner just to check on what's going on. He obviously did not know that his dad was there. And he kind of gets this look of, I'm none too pleased. He looks at Brucey. Brucey looks at him like kind of almost there's a little bit of I think Brucey again wants to sort of make amends and get things kind of going back normal, you know, before he passes away. And there's a little bit of, oh, I, I, and it's, I think it's unspoken a little bit, but it's a little bit of, even though Brucey lives in the garage, right? And it's on Ray's property and it's still Ray's garage. This, this is supposed to be Brucey's place. So if Bruce wants to have Bill over, meaning his dad, that he can have him over. And Ray's really not going to say too much about it. But anyway, I think Ray is still has a lot of unresolved issues with his dad. And so he tells Brittany, you got to go, in, go inside the house. And she's like, why? And he's like, just go. And then so they go back into the house. And then that's sort of the end of that scene there. The next scene, we see Ray and he is out in the probably out in the wilderness somewhere out in the woods and he is doing some target practice and we see on the target he's probably a good oh I don't know 25 30 yards away and he's doing he's got pretty good marksmanship he's out there then we cut it shows him just shooting off a few rounds then it shows him he's out with his dog he's got his dog with him they're out there just kind of goofing around they come back as they're coming back towards uh, the the car and Ray has a pack with him as well the dog kind of is like, oh, kind of whimpers. And, and he's like, he looks up and he sees these two guys. And one of them takes a shot at him. And Ray runs around uh, behind a tree. And it turns out it's it's uh, Kev. And I, I can't remember if there's maybe three of them total. I think there might be three or maybe there's only two. But it looks like that... Ray takes a, one of the guys takes a shot at him and Ray, it looks like he shoots and kills one of the guys, or at least he hits him. We see Kev is taking some shots at Ray, Ray, and they're, they're kind of running around and taking cover in between trees. There is, I think either another guy or it's the same guy, maybe that Ray hit him, you know, a glancing blow or hit him in the shoulder or something like that. Anyway, that guy is kind of running to get position. Ray you know, bang, 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 shoots and, and puts him down. He and Kev continue to shoot at each other. Then uh, they, they both run out of ammo. And Kev's like, are you out? And Ray's like, yeah. So they both put their guns down. They come out and they're going to kind of engage in fisticuffs. 
So they start kind of fighting. I remember, you know, Kev, Ray is not the biggest guy in the world, but he is, we're led to believe that Ray is actually a very good, not only uh, what we would call maybe martially trained fighter, uh, so that he, you know, he's good at boxing. He's, he's you know, had some jujitsu training, probably had some grappling, some wrestling training, that type of stuff. So he's good at that. But he's also good at street fighting. He's good at handling himself with other people. And Kev is a, you know, is a, a big burly kind of guy. So he outclasses Ray. But again, Ray, uh, they start to fight. They start to box a little bit, throw some hands. Ray kind of gets the best of them at first, but then they end up kind of rolling on the ground. Oh, well, we got to take a little break here. All right, so we got a phone call there at the end. I don't know if you heard that. What I'll do, I'm actually in a different location. I'm back at the house and I'm out in the main room. There's a lot of tile and stuff where I am, so it may be a little echoey. Hopefully it won't be too bad. Anyway, we left off Ray and Kev, who is a member of, I think they're called the Dead Birds. And I think maybe previously in the thing, I called them Dirty Birds and thought it was maybe an homage to Misery. But I think they're the Dead Birds. Anyway, Ray and Kev are fighting. It's a pretty brutal fight. At one point, Kev gets on top of Ray and he is, he's got a thumb in his left eye and he's pushing down on him. Kev is a big bearded guy. Ray reaches up, grabs a fist, couple of fistfuls of Kev's beard and pulls him down and then basically bites off a chunk of his nose. So it's pretty brutal. When he does this, this of course causes Kev to let go of Ray. They kind of separate. They both get back up on their feet. Ray is you know, holding his eye. Kev then looks at him and says, you know, nice eye. And then Ray looks at Kev and says, nice face. And so there we get the title of the episode. Anyway, they continue to kind of fight a little bit. Ray eventually gets the best of Kev, kind of knocks him down to the ground and then stomps on him a couple of times. There is sort of a lull as Kev is stunned. Ray is sort of looking around. He looks over and he sees that his dog has taken a bullet and has been killed. And this basically enrages him. He goes over to where his backpack is and he takes out that little Spetsnaz shovel. And at this time, Kev has kind of regained consciousness a little bit. He's rolling over and then Ray goes up and just butchers him with the, uh, with the shovel. And all we do, we, we get a, a upshot of Ray just swinging the shovel down. We don't actually see him hitting Kev. After, in the aftermath, he then picks up his dog uh, takes it back to where he's parked. Ray puts, uh, what's the dog's name? Boof, I think, B-O-O-F. Puts Boof in the back of the car, in the back of this little like SUV type thing. He gets into the SUV and he is pretty beat up. He gets in and he's like groaning and everything. So you can, uh, again, one of my pet peeves with a lot of movies and TV shows is they have the main character, they'll get an injury or something will happen to them that affects them, but kind of only affects them in that situation and later doesn't affect them at all. It's like they just totally shrug it off. Where in reality, if that had happened to them, they would be pretty banged up. So 
and it would affect them. So Ray goes, uh, like I said, he gets back to the car, he gets in, he's like, oh, he takes out a first aid kit that he has in the center console, cleans off his eye a little bit, bandages it up, and then he kind of drives off. We cut to the next scene and we see Dave. And remember, Dave uh, is a member of the Dead Birds Motorcycle Club. He's also the guy that in season one had kind of kidnapped Ray. Ray had let him go. And so remember, Dave was saying, hey, I owe you one. Remember also, Dave was the guy who was with Vinny the last episode when there was, or last couple episodes ago, I guess it was, when Ray had kind of the botched attempt on uh, on Vinny to take Vinny out when Vinny went out to his parents' farm. So anyway, they're, I guess, maybe at the clubhouse or a garage that the, uh, the MC owns. Alex comes walking in, and Alex is the guy who was the former vice president who is now the VP. It was he and Kevin who had hired Ray to, to kill Vinny. So they're kind of having a little bit of a conversation. Dave tells Alex, hey, I got a, we got a tip that some guy maybe named uh, Ray Shoe, Ray something, Shoe, Shoestring or something like that. You ever heard of him? And he's like, no, nah, I'll look into it. And he's like, you sure you don't want me to look into it? And Alex is like, no, nah, I'll do it. And then Dave says, I'm sure you will. And he grabs a hold of Alex's hands. Um, they're sitting across from kind of like a table slash workbench type thing. And... Dave grabs his hands and kind of pulls him up against the bar. At that same time, Ray pops up behind and he's got a, like a towel or something and he kind of strangles, or I guess I should say he actually chokes out Alex. And he doesn't, um, what's interesting is when Ray actually chokes out Alex, it's a thing where after watching a lot of UFC stuff and kind of understanding how when you choke somebody out, Ray's able to basically choke him into unconsciousness. And it actually happens pretty quick, which I've seen happen in MMA fights and things like that. So I thought, oh, you know, I don't know if, we, if, if I necessarily would say, oh, kudos to these guys for making it kind of be realistic. Or if it's just one of those kind of TV things where, you know, they don't want it to last a long time. They just like, okay, this is happening and, and we move on. Dave tells uh, Ray, well done, Ray. And Ray's like, well, you want to drive? And Dave's like, yeah. So they go ahead, they head out. It's nighttime, by the way. Dave is driving, and as he and Ray are driving, Dave says, let me ask you a question. Ray's like, "Mm mm-hmm. And he goes, Vinny, was was that quick? And Ray's like, yeah. And Dave's like, good. A kind of quick aside, too, I don't know how long it's been since Ray was attacked. I don't know that it's necessarily that like next day or later that day. I think it's probably been a couple of days. We see that when Ray shows up, he actually has a, an eye patch on his eye and you can see he's got some facial bruising and contusions, but it looks like they're kind of, it's been a couple of days. They don't look like it's super fresh. And I guess we could, I know that Dave is part of the motorcycle club because again, he was wearing the Dead Birds motorcycle jacket. The question I have is, and I guess some people would say, well, would, would Dave, would he try and get maybe back at Ray? Because he knows 
Ray has killed Vinny. And, and I'm sure the way that he knows is Ray told him, hey, look, Alex and Kev hired me to, uh, to kill Vinny. I did it. And then they tracked me out to the woods and then they tried to, they tried to kill me out there. So I, I guess some people would say, well, wouldn't Dave's have more loyalty towards Ray? And I don't know if what we're supposed to think is, well, this is just sort of the criminal world. And again, like how Dave had said when he originally captured Ray, he was like, hey, nothing personal. Meaning, you know, I don't have anything against you. I could, I can sit down and talk with you if you're not upset with me. I, you know, I, it wasn't something that I jumped at the chance to do. And I think it's sort of the same with Ray in regard to Vinny, where Dave sees it as, oh, okay, this is, this guy is a hitman. He's an, he's an assassin. He, this is what he does. And he didn't make it personal. Uh, so I think, and especially with, with maybe Dave asking, was it quick? Maybe that is Dave kind of trying to figure out whether he would come back at Ray. So if Ray did the job, I guess, I don't, I don't even want to say professionally, but let's say if Ray, you know, made it, didn't torture Vinny or anything like that, just made, you know, gave him a quick, clean death, then I think that's something Dave can say, okay, well, you know, we live by the sword, we die by the sword type thing. So they drive up to, I guess it's kind of down, they're under maybe like a big bridge or an overpass, and they're down by the river or a canal or something like that. And they're going to kill Alex, who again is now, he was the former VP of the Dead Birds. He's now the, the president. And Alex is saying, hey, you know, how much is it gonna take? And they're like, take for what? He goes, to let me slide. And they kind of go round and round with it and all this other stuff. Basically, he tells them, look, I've got $650,000, which is, you know, $325,000 for each of you if you let me go. And then here is where we do have some of the dark comedy stuff of the episode. It, it's kind of like how they do the negotiations and all this stuff. And so it is, again, it, it's probably, this is more of the, the actor, Scott Ryan, and you know, the actor slash writer creator is kind of more of that kind of dark sense of humor that he has. So Alex tells the, tells Dave and Ray, look, the money is out in Maruta. And they're like, where? And he's, and basically he's saying, look, I can't trust that you, if I tell you, you won't just kill me. So take me out there. I'll take you to the money. You'll have the money. And then you, you let me go. And what he's hoping is, is that they will do that. Now, as a, as another quick aside, I don't know why Alex would send guys out to kill Ray, why he would follow him and kill him. I'm not exactly sure. I don't think, I, and at first I thought, oh, they had paid Ray the initial, so he had asked for $250,000 to kill Vinny. They had given him 100,000 up front and they were gonna pay him another 150 once the job was done. Well, the job got done and then it seems like they went out to follow him. Now, I think they did pay him because if they hadn't paid them, when they're, when they're down at the river, they're kind of going back and forth. And then I think that if, if they had not paid Ray the extra 150,000, 
I think Ray would have mentioned that. He was like, I did the job, but then you never paid me what was owed, that type of thing. So I think they paid him. So again, I am not 100% sure why they would kill Ray. And I don't, and, and if they were going to kill Ray, you think that they would maybe kill, try and go and kill Freddie as well. So what I'm wondering is, as we saw in the last episode that Ray went bananas when trying to find Maddie, and then Freddie has, and, and with, uh, with this episode, you know, Freddie has fired him. Now, again, we don't, with a lot of this stuff, we really don't know how much time has passed. So let's say from the time maybe that Ray had gotten, you know, quote unquote, fired from the club, it's maybe been a week or so. And I wonder if Freddie maybe contacted those guys and said, you know, kill, you know, kill Ray. I, but I don't know. I don't know necessarily that Freddie would do that. And I, I don't. And again, one of the things here is I'm not sure, even when they're talking with Alex, Ray doesn't ever ask, like, why did you guys try and kill me? And maybe the only thing would be, uh, like, again, just to maybe keep Ray from maybe talking about her, or, or maybe Alex and Kevin them just wanted to tie up loose ends because it was such a betrayal of maybe the club and, again, kind of that club code that they would have. So, you know, I don't know. So anyway, they end up going out to supposedly where the money is buried, and that is where it ends. So they stuff Alex back into the car. They're, they're going to again go out and drive out to where the money uh, from there, again, from their perspective, supposedly where it is. And I guess, you know, from, from Ray and from Dave's perspective, there's no downside to waiting. From Alex's perspective, maybe he's going to take him out there. Maybe there's going to be money there. Maybe not. Maybe he's got some maybe some plan or something like that, or maybe he's just trying to buy himself time. We don't know. So again, that's why I was saying where, you know, supposedly the money is, but again, from both Dave and Ray's thing, they're really not out anything except a little bit of time. They don't have any place to be or any place to go or anything like that. They've got no jobs to go to or any place where they got to check in. So anyway, that was it for this episode. If you guys would like to call in and have some comments about it, about the episode or about the series in general. Go ahead and uh, you can use the voicemail. You are limited again to 90 seconds on that, but that's uh, 206-745-2731. The email address is thearmedape at gmail.com. And that's all one word. And that is where you can send me a regular email. I'll read it out for you on the show, or you can record your own audio and I can put that into, uh, I, I can stitch that in to the, uh, to the next show or something like that. So, and then remember the only, uh, if, you, if you are talking about the Mr. In-Between, the only thing we don't want to do is talk about stuff that happens in future episodes. Uh, so you could talk about anything, especially if you're hearing this now, you could talk about anything from season, or, or uh, season two, episode uh what are we on nine no episode we're on episode 10 so you could talk about the last episode of season two because by the time i get it and put it in 
the it, it would be stuff that could happen in season uh, in season two episode 11 but anything prior to that is open game all right i'm kind of babbling here a little bit so anyway my beautiful beautiful monkeys and my fellow travelers your best friend in the whole wide world we'll talk to you next time